0: Hi everybody, Dennis Prager and Julie Hartman, the Dennis and Julie podcast. I'm debating whether or not I should acknowledge how much we both look forward to this, you
1: know, I think the audience is aware,
0: okay, so I won't say, a word and other I think word. the audience
1: is aware that okay. we also enjoy the music,
0: yeah, okay, so you're right, okay, This was a very, very subtle, I wouldn't say put down by me, yeah, Uh-oh, oh oh no no, no, oh, it wasn't bad at all, it was deserved. <laughs> What you were implying was I mentioned that quite often. Ergo, no need to repeat. That's and what I picked up.
1: You know what? We yep. will have a similar thing at the end of the show because I'll say, follow me, at our Yes, and then, and then don't
0: ask me. That's right. There is no, no need for that. No, it's not
1: asking. I'll say, I don't, even, I don't even ask anymore. I say, and you can follow Dennis on Instagram and Twitter. You go,
0: really? You can? I
1: have an Instagram
0: I don't, I've don't. i stopped doing that. No, you haven't. Oh, oh that's painful. <laughs> the whole thing's painful. What an auspicious beginning. Anyway, there was so much percolating in my mind, and I wanted to... Be- I'm going to do a personal thing at the mm-hmm. outset. You, I, I know sure. you'll find this of interest. So I just got off four time zones in six days. Mm-hmm. All four U.S. time zones, different speeches, different events, and broadcasting. So people regularly say to me, "Aren't you tired of of all that travel and work?" So have I told you the answer that I give? Because I I don't. Okay, good. By the way, what number is this of eighty? I
1: think right. Wow, it is number eighty. Eighty, that's amazing.
0: It is. So. I always find the question completely understandable, completely, and and this is what I generally say to the person who is often a stranger, but who knows me, and I and I say to them. So what you're asking is, am I getting tired of people in different parts of the world asking me to speak?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as soon as I say that and by the way and to be honest often paying me uh, to do so and as soon as i say it the, the, to their credit the, they simply go okay i forget the, forget i asked the question or something to that effect
1: but you don't mean it to stand them up
0: obviously oh no no uh, i Because it's the most honest answer I can give. Why would I be tired of such a gift in my life?
1: Well, it's a credit to you because there are a lot of celebrities, and I've met some of them, who take it for granted and view their fan base as a nuisance. Excuse me. I can imagine it must be difficult to go out in the world and constantly, especially if you're like a really, really, really famous celeb. I can imagine it's hard to be bombarded constantly but but I I appreciate that you recognize that it is a gift even when sometimes you're tired or it's inconvenient I always realize a, that lot, that of kids, a I, lot of people
0: don't a lot I walk don't. around amazed at my luck now that doesn't mean I don't I haven't worked for it right but, but as I always say a lot of people work for things and bad things happen we don't God knows a lot of human beings don't get what they deserve a lot of bad people don't get what they deserve, and a lot of good people don't get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to reflect on that because it, it was such a, a, a an oft asked question uh, about my life. So I, I just thought I'd share that with you, and it it's it is it's a total blessing, which by the way is another interesting thing because of all of my interaction with public figures. I wish somebody could follow me through a typical airport in America. It would be very touching to have. I wish I did have a video. Of They'd the... be
1: surprised at the diversity.
0: Uh, that's the that's one of the big points. So uh, in Denver, uh, I was on the train from your your uh, gates to the baggage claim and ground transportation. And uh, on the train was a was a pilot for I think United, no. I don't remember American American or United it's irrelevant and he looks at me and big smile comes over asks for a selfie and you know it's this and you know me this is not an ego trip this is a thank you god that I have such a life reaction but I I will tell you this I even said this to the guy I think I said I think of all groups in America, my biggest support is among airplane pilots. Really? Yes.
1: Yes, many ten many of them tend to be conservative. Yes. Why do you think that is? Oh
0: I, f I've been I drove myself crazy to figure it out, and then I thought, how could I miss it? So many are ex military.
1: Mm. I feel stupid now. Oh <laughs> that's, that's so funny. true. Yeah, that's right. so true. Yes,
0: this guy, I said it to him, he said, Oh I'm not ex military, but I you know, but it's not true for all of them but for but for a lot of them. Anyway, I just wanted to reflect on that.
1: You know, th- this is a undeveloped hypothesis that I'm putting out there, but oftentimes I can identify By a- the
0: way, folks. Oh, no. uh, I'm going to really embarrass her now. How many beautiful women say this is an undeveloped hypothesis that I want to put out there?
1: Probably a lot. <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> Anyway,
0: by the way, how many non beautiful women? How many handsome men? Who says I'd like to put out an undeveloped
1: hypothesis? It does sound pretty nerdy. Oh,
0: no, I love it. Go ahead.
1: My undeveloped hypothesis is that typically you can identify a leftist through their look, their. Dress, mm-hmm. the pins on their backpack, tattoos. the tattoos, the color. Well, increasingly not, and we've discussed that. Increasingly, yes. tattoos are are sort of. Oh, yeah, you oh don't you're know.
0: talking about a legit identification of a leftist?
1: Yes, like I'm
0: sorry. Okay, yes, yes tattoos does not tell you right. Correct.
1: I I can kind of spot out a leftist.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So give me the uh, give me the characteristics. It's
1: funny, I was contemplating doing a show on timeless about this, like ten identifiers of of uh, le- left is yeah. ten identifiers of conservatives. Yeah. Are you asking how I would be able to identify? A yeah, leftist? give me some
0: of the characteristics.
1: I mean, and this is of course, you know, not uh, everyone. Blah blah blah. As right, so you right. say, we have to put in so many yes, you know, qualifiers. qualifiers it's right. absurd. But typically, if you have a d- dyed hair you're probably not conservative if you if you look unconventional if if you if you look a- out of the norm of traditional which dress. was
0: once true for tattoos but now it is right. conventional yeah.
1: and and i'm not necess- i'm not necessarily lamenting this it's just it's right. just an no, observation okay. about so, reality so
0: yes that's a so colored chipped hair
1: chipped nails colored hair what does that mean chip nail you know it's like a cool Well, I say, you know, like you You don't know. I haven't a clue. It's cool for women to kind of look a little like you don't you don't care about your appearance. So if you have chipped nail polish, that is sometimes seen as cool.
0: That's fascinating.
1: Oftentimes, people on the left wear, as I say, literally wear the uniform of their political identity, whether it's a you know, and the patriarchy shirt or a P-word grabs back pin on their canvas, environmentally friendly bag. Oftentimes lefties will wear Birkenstocks. They'll have nose rings. You can just kind of tell. And again, it's not necessarily, it's, it's not an insult. It's just, it's just true. Um, so anyway, what I was saying is that my undeveloped hypothesis is that it is generally, it, In general, you can identify leftists through their their appearance, and I think you can identify a conservative through their life experience. If I get in a taxi and someone, as as I did, probably this happened about a year ago, and someone says, as the driver said to me, that they're from Rwanda, I am pretty damn sure that they're conservative. And nine times out of ten, when I talk to them, they talk about how much they love this country and how grateful and they why are. Why do you
0: Why do you think that is? Why do you jump to that assumption?
1: Assumption based that, on their life experience well, because they've seen real evil and they've encountered oh, okay. real That's hardship. That's what you didn't
0: explain. Okay.
1: okay, yeah. Well, thank you. Yes, it's that they they don't live in this world where the the most egregious thing is that someone politically disagrees with them. I would love to them.
0: know how uh, Black Africans vote.
1: Oh I'm I'm sure overwhelmingly okay. conservative. Yeah, that's, Well especially yeah. compared to to African Americans. Well no that's
0: a given yeah. Uh, but but that's true for any group. It, but but the it, I have a great story for you but go on. No uh, please. Uh, all go right ahead. so I I this was at JFK 10 years ago. John F Kennedy Airport in in New York. And I was having my shoes shined the black guy and he was either from the Caribbean or from Africa. He had immigrated here. Mm-hmm. That that's all that I remember. That's all that is relevant to the story. You never heard me tell the story? Oh, you'll this is fascinating. So you know, I'm not really that good at small talk as you well know, and I I so I I just decided we had bonded enough over my shoes. That I could ask him this question, I said, "Listen, I'm, I'm I have no. I'm not testing you. I, I don't all care right. what your answer is. I'm just curious. Please tell me your honest feeling. Do you think America is a racist country?
1: I do that all the time,
0: all the <laughs> to, time. What to blacks?
1: To to anyone oh, who okay. I'm like around. All right, strangers. Well, all, all right.
0: So this, but 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 I did it specifically because he was black. But not because he was black, black immigrant, mm-hmm. as I said, Caribbean or Africa, which is where all blacks who immigrate here come from, generally. And this is why I'm telling you the story. He looked around before he answered me. Would anybody? How sad is that? Beyond belief, said, And and he said, no. He didn't want people to hear that a black man was denying that America was racist.
1: Isn't it amazing to think that the opinions that are so reviled today were totally mainstream and uncontroversial right. a it's few decades to, ago? Right, it's best
0: to get married and raise children is now considered white supremacy. And I have proof. The woman, uh, I forgot her name, She was a, she's a professor of law at the University of Pennsylvania Law School, an Ivy League Law School, wrote a piece in the the Philadelphia Inquirer with another law professor from, I think, UC San Diego saying, you know, it's pretty basic what you need to succeed in America, good middle-class bourgeois values, namely graduate high school, get married, get married before you have children, and get a job. Mm Mm-hmm or get a job and get married, whatever the order. 250 law professors wanted her dismissed from teaching her class at the University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm, I'm only verifying your point. It's unbelievable. What is What is wrong about get married before you have children? That is now considered white supremacy.
1: Saying that you love America and you're grateful for America oh, is now right. considered to be white putting, supremacy putting
0: out the flag
1: yes, even saying I mean saying that a minor should not be allowed to make a decision to cut off her breasts is now considered a bigoted mm-hmm. controversial position. It's amazing. I often point out to to leftists or Democrats who are challenging me, you know, my opinions that are so awful for me to have were the mainstream adopted opinions that your favorite candidates, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, accepted 15 to 20 years ago, perhaps even sooner, such as gay marriage. That's something that we have a bit of uh, amnesia about. They opposed gay marriage until like 2015.
0: Good. You opened up an interesting little story for me to tell you. So I have mentioned on many occasions in public that my wife and I are the godparents of a gay couple's children. Mm -hmm. They're two sons. We're very close to this couple. And I... He... One of them is a, has been a member of the board of directors of Prager U. He's a wonderful human being. They're both wonderful men. They have wonderful sons. And he came over to me just at the latest Prager U retreat in Nashville. And he said, so I, I want you to know that, and mentioned his partner's name, we'll, we are getting married, which shocked me. I thought they were married. And he's doing it because of tax reasons. It, it, he said, and, and and in case one of them dies, it, it just makes mm-hmm. it so much easier for inheritance and so on. And then he said, and M, I'll just use the initial of his partner, M and I would love you to officiate the marriage, but we know you're against same-sex marriage. And I tell this story as such a credit to them and to me, more a credit to them even, but, but nevertheless, why is it a credit to them? They love me and know I'm opposed to same sex marriage, but they know I love them. And, and, and do you know that I have been attacked from the right, from parts of the religious right he, he and his wife are godparents to gay couples' children. How, 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 how could this That's guy terrible. who claims to be a, a conservative and religious. Terrible. Uh, uh, yes, it is terrible. And when that happens, I, I think maybe I now I better understand why some people think religious people hate them.
1: Oh, gosh, you have so opened an avenue of discussion about Republicans who have certain positions that are that, A, disgust me and B, don't do anything to help our cause. They actually confirm what the left stereotype of us is or they, they confirm the caricature that the left has of us. But before I get to there, <clears throat> and there's a story that that's associated. What what that couple understands in saying we would love to have you officiate our wedding, but we know that you're not uh, that you're opposed to gay marriage. What they understand is the true meaning of tolerance, which is a word that's thrown around a lot, but is completely forgotten and misused. Tolerance is accepting. Being tolerant of other people's opinions, lifestyle choices, but not endorsing them. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. It is. Like, wh- whatever happened to valuing that, everyone deserves – I mean, uh, of course, if you're violent or a murderer or something, then you don't deserve tolerance. You deserve punishment. But barring truly objectively despicable and dangerous people – Everyone deserves tolerance. Everyone. Conservatives, gay people, trans people, religious people, everyone deserves it. And now it's it's uh Well, tolerance it's not now enough. means
0: celebrate.
1: Right. Tolerance now means endorsement. Yeah.
0: More, no, it's it's gone to it went to and endorsement. It. And no, and now it's celebrate. It's three stages. Mm-hmm. Tolerate, endorse, celebrate.
1: Mhm. That's a good point. Endorse is different than celebrate. Yes. That's right, and adopt it into your own life. Teach your children these gender and racial codes. Don't that don't, you know? Oh, of you, ha- you have you right. have to. E- even I was I was at a um, a bar in downtown Los Angeles the other day. Which, by the way, downtown L.A. Oh my gosh, it is so dangerous. It is so dangerous. And uh, have you been there recently? No. Don't go don't go. It it is so dangerous. Why would I go? Well, I was there for an event, uh, a debate, which we can discuss. It was was interesting for a number of reasons. But I met my roommate there before the debate to get drinks. And we were there maybe at like five o'clock. The event started at seven. We got drinks at this this bar. It it, it was so dangerous. There was literal human feces on the street.
0: Really? You saw that?
1: Yeah. Well, I almost stepped in it. Seriously, I almost stepped in it. Thank God my roommate like tackled me basically saved me from a really awful experience there were so many homeless people and almost all of them were black that's the thing that gets me so angry about people who claim to be oh so sympathetic to i mean there, there are there are so many overwhelmingly black people suffering as a result of these crazy policies uh homeless homeless people who are deeply suffering anyway it was it was depressing actually but that's not the point the point is i was i was at this bar and we had a very, uh, a very openly trans waiter with these really long, like bedazzled fingernails and it was male to female male. It was a male. Yes. Dressing up as a female in this dress and a a tutu. I could tell. Okay. He was tall. You could see the muscles, you know, wearing a tutu. And of course it's not even a question that I was, Lovely, and I, I'm lovely to anyone and everyone, and whatever his or her choices are, are his or her choices. But I thought about what would happen if someone was a little rude to that waiter because they didn't like his or her lifestyle choices, and I thought that people would get so angry and treat it like it was the worst thing in the world. And I don't endorse being rude to to anyone. I think everyone deserves to be treated with respect. But back in the day, if someone was rude to someone else, and even if there was like a hint of disapproval of them for whatever lifestyle choices they have, people used to accept that and just shrug it off. And now if someone was a little rude to this trans waiter, it would be like the biggest deal in the world. I think about that story uh, that your wife tells of working. Where did she work? Applebee's.
0: Oh, no, no, I won't say the name of the restaurant. Oh, okay. Chain. Oh, sorry, but yes, sorry. it doesn't matter. It, it and, wasn't Applebee's, but anyway. Yeah. And
1: in the wait, in one of the managers went up yes. and grabbed her her right. breasts. Yes. And of course, that's not okay. We all agree. No one is saying that. that's okay. That guy should have been fired. Right. She took not his okay. hands
0: away and continued <laughs> yes, serving but you, her meal. Th- exactly. My my wife did not have PTSD. Whatever she did happened not think to that? She was sexually assaulted. Because if she was sexually assaulted, what term will we use about rape?
1: Yes, exactly. It's a a very good question. Yes. But whatever happened to when someone is doing something that even is wrong, whatever happened to just shrugging it off? (laughs) I I truly don't understand. Well,
0: you know, the the best example right now is what happened to the president of the, the Spanish women's soccer team. Yes. Are
1: you familiar with oh, that? oh, yeah. Luis Rubiales.
0: Very good. That's right. Luis Rubiales.
1: Rubiales. I'm looking at Sean because. What is the woman's name?
0: I don't uh, Jennifer Hermoso. That's damn impressive, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Well, I, I just did a story on this. like Did you read Heather McDonald's ago? piece on it? I did not. Oh, no. it's,
0: it's awesome. You get all the details with the, with the inimitable. I, I said on the air when I read her, I actually read her piece on the air. And I said, folks, I just want you to know how much I respect Heather McDonald. If Heather McDonald wrote a piece with which I differed, I would ask myself, why am I wrong?
1: Yes. That's a very good line.
0: That is how much I respect her. There are a her. lot
1: of people who... There aren't a
0: lot, I oh, will say. Well, yeah. I
1: would say there are a lot, like, on the conservative side who yes. are so rational and... Right.
0: Okay, that's fair. Thinking. Yes, that's Heather true. Heather McDonald, She's certainly Tom Sowell, one of them. Clarence Thomas. Right. So... Anyway, uh, for those who don't know, in a nutshell, for the first time in history, Spain's women's soccer team won the World Cup. That's the that's the greatest trophy in soccer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they went nuts. As soon as it happened, they went crazy. And uh, there was a greeting line where the president and other officials of the team would greet the women. So one of the women, literally being bigger than the president, Rubiales, Picked him up, lifted him from the ground, and hugged him. They were ecstatic. You have to understand this. Yes. And he gave her as close to what would call a peck on the lips. Oh. Closed mouth, one second. One second. Literally one second. The man has been accused of sexual, not harassment, sexual uh, assault.
1: There's a criminal uh, investigation a,
0: he is he is removed as the president he is removed from the world Federation of soccer he his his name is uh, dirt in in the world community for that by the way, she said it was nothing when it happened
1: well afterwards but she, she changed, changed her team. yes she said I was a victim of an assault yes She's so insulting. Are you kidding? How do you think people who truly are assaulted think about that? And this, and, and Spain is allocating their time and energy and resources to launch an investigation. Well, it,
0: it, it's all of Europe. I mean, <sighs> it, it it's, and the United Gosh, States
1: gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and who can you really trust? This is Julie Hartman for Amfed Coin and Bullion, Dennis's choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. Many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins claiming that they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hitting commissions and huge markups? Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed have always had Dennis's back. Nick's been in this industry for over 42 years, and he's established a reputation built on trust, transparency, and fair pricing. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick and his team at AmFed Coin in Bullion. 1-800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com.
0: It's a sick time we're living in. It, it is, is a sick, a sick time. time. You can't be human. In Spain, it right. is much more common anyway to to kiss people on the lips, even relatives. I don't happen to like it, and I've never done that. What he did, but it, so what? So what? Let us say it was even improper. Okay. Yes, that's was my imp- point. Okay. With that, being yes. rude
1: to a trans waiter, or you know, I, I mean, there was a there was an incident. A few years ago, I was in c v s with my sister Gina, who's severely autistic and she's you know she's very difficult to bring out in public because she's she'll start throwing things or she'll get loud you know she she does these kind of like songs that she sings, and it's it's disruptive. I understand that, but we're in line to get a prescription, and this woman behind us was looking at Gina and she goes oh, very audibly and clearly
0: with regard to what
1: because Gina was going."
0: Ah! Oh, you know, I see. she was
1: doing, and I understand it was a little disruptive, right? But there was no empathy that you right. know clearly. This person is very impaired, and we're trying. And I'm looking around, you know, feeling embarrassed. But this this woman, this this old bitch, you know, went so so audibly. If I were a social justice warrior, I would go bigotry, anti-disabled bigotry. This is the worst. But you know what? I did. I just looked at her. I gave her a dirty look, and I shrugged it off. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to that? Again, even when someone is doing something wrong, we're such we're such babies. On today. many
0: occasions, on my Happiness Hour, I have told people, "You choose whether or not yes. to be hurt." Yes, yeah, it's a choice.
1: True. Okay, so can we pivot or shift into the Republican uh, clown discussion? That's what I. I'm calling uh, this person with the story I'm about to tell. You said that there are some people on the right who were upset at you for supporting the gay Mm -hmm. couple. Mm -hmm. So I had an incident this past weekend that really made me disappointed in some people on the right. It's sad to say because we are really in a civilizational crisis and I feel so grateful for fellow conservatives and Republicans. And it's very demoralizing when you see people in your own camp, if you will act like clowns. So I was out at a uh, bar. It seems like I'm going to bars a lot lately. I don't it's shocking, but I, I did happen to go out twice in the past few days. Anyway, I'm out at a bar on Saturday night with, um, a person we both know, one of my friends, uh, from your synagogue. And then, uh, Two other mutual friends. So there were four of us there, and all four of us happened to be conservative. We're sitting at the bar and this guy Four girls. Four girls, thank you. We're sitting at the bar and this these two guys come and sit next to us, and one of them turns to us and says, Are you girls conservative? And we were like, Yeah, we we are. You actually happen to hit the jackpot because four of us are conservative. We're in Los Angeles, we're female. It was just kind of this amazing connection. And he said, oh, I could tell, you know, you guys, you just gave off this vibe. So the interaction started off really great. Turns out we know some people in common. It it, It was, again, a really nice interaction. I could sense that the guy was a little glib. He seemed a bit arrogant, but whatever, didn't matter. Then one of my friends... It somehow came up. She somehow said that her, both of her parents are from the former Soviet Union. And this guy, the Republican clown responds, I hope that Putin wins the war, which pause right there. Even if you think, even if you want Putin to win the war, if someone just said that their parents are from the Soviet Union, maybe that's not the best thing to say in return. For instance, if someone said to me, uh, you know, my both of my mothers are lesbian, I wouldn't respond, well, I think the pride movement is has become evil. Like, I would just know to shut up. You just don't do that. So and it's far more legitimate to say the pride movement has become evil than it is to say that you hope that Putin wins the war. But in any case, read the room, buddy. So then he digs his heels in and he starts saying. Uh, I said, why? And he goes, well, Putin's a traditionalist, and I love that he's a traditionalist. I said, "Okay, well, he's also a, a mass murderer who executes and tortures people who disagree with him. And this guy goes, well, they deserve it. A lot of the people who oppose Putin deserve it. And I said, really? And I said, how about Alexei Navalny, who has stood up for free speech and democracy in Russia, and he's now literally wasting away in a Russian prison? And the guy goes, Alexei Navalny's a lib. And I said, even if he is a lib, if you are conservative and you're pro-American values, we believe here in America that people have a right to disagree with us. Even the people who we hate should be allowed to speak and shouldn't be thrown into – I mean, it was just – it was so it was so upsetting, and my friend, God bless her, really kept her cool, but I know it was really hurtful to her because she has family that's in Russia, family that's in Ukraine who are victims of the atrocities. And I said to this guy, if you want to make an argument that we shouldn't be financially supporting Ukraine in the war, totally fine. If you want to make the argument that we were wrong to push NATO into the basically former Soviet bloc, fine. But to say that Putin is this great guy who you like and his his victims deserve the torture that they are getting, that is evil. I said, that's irresponsible. That's evil. And I said, that's clownish. And finally, my, my I really got into it with him. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it was just clear he was trying to be provocative. I said, you know, when people on the left want to make conservatives out to be these bigoted, brash people. They put people like you up on the TV. Don't give them that. It drove me nuts. And I think I'd be very interested to hear what you think animates someone like that. I have a theory. I think it's that we conservatives are so constantly – smeared and ridiculed and accused of being things that were not that some people some conservatives view it as an act of resistance to become that stereotype and become that caricature that the left wrongfully has of us i think this guy wanted to there was something that he he kind of got off on getting in people's faces and being like the the bigot Conservative that people think he is.
0: That was a lot. Thank you for listening. My pleasure. (laughs) There is a phenomenon of persecuted groups taking on some of the beliefs of their persecutors.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: And uh, so I'll tell you a very touching uh, story about Jews. In the Middle Ages, uh, something arose called the blood libel. It's the most famous libel in history, the most famous national libel.
1: Never knew it before you, by the way.
0: Which is sad. It should it should should be better known. And it was uh, spread among Christians that Jews would take a, cr- capture a Christian child before Passover, slaughter the child, and use his or her blood to bake matzahs. The 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 unleavened bread of Passover. So, a very famous Jewish writer in the 19th century said, this actually was liberating for Jews, which sounds counterintuitive. And this is what he said. Jews had started to wonder with all the anti-Jewish calumny around, they're cheap, they're, uh, they're... antisocial whatever that was said about Jews and this liberated them to finally say wow the whole world can lie because every Jew knew it was a total lie right Jews can't have animal blood let alone kill a child for it, for human blood so they all came to the realization wow the whole world can lie or virtue—not you know, the whole world, but the whole world around them. So that that can be a liberating moment when you when you realize that a people assimilate some of the bad things said about them, which is your theory about this guy. Mm-hmm. Now that I have said this, I'm thinking: when will the non-left have their Jew moment about the left. Wow, they really do lie all the time. I think we've had it. Well, you and I have had it, many conservatives, but liberals haven't had it yet. So if you tell a liberal, you know, they are in fact advocating that teenage girls have their breasts removed if they say they're boys, they will say, Maybe there are some kooks out there who say that they don't know right. the yes. whole yes. left supports it. True. True, I don't know of a left-wing medium or group mm-hmm. that uh, that has come out publicly to say this is vile. I don't know of one, and I follow this stuff. I do know one avidly. Who? I do
1: know one person. Her name is Kara Dansky. Yeah, and I interviewed her. Oh, a her. person. A person. Okay. Yes
0: persons that they're them. she may God have an organization them. but I, yeah no, no i'm her. talking about um, has the new york times condemned it of
1: course not okay exactly but, no, but right.
0: liberals think the new york times <laughs> is is biblical
1: yes they do <laughs> i'm laughing because that's that's so the right adjective
0: oh by yeah. the way it is the adjective about 15 20 years ago they appointed a new managing editor it was a woman and she said when she was named, she was so ecstatic, I forgot her name, that she said, oh, this is, I can't explain how meaningful this is to me. In our home, where I grew up, the New York Times was the Bible. Boy. So, of course, people like me said, that's exactly what we've been saying about the left's view of the New York Times all our life, because mm-hmm. they don't have a Bible. So, but people need a Bible. So it's either going to be the Bible.
1: Or the Communist Manifesto or, or the New or, York or, Times. Or you
0: name it. Or, or you yes, name it.
1: Insert something. Yes.
0: They dropped that from their website. Her quote. Wow. It's very hard to find now. Mm. Isn't that interesting?
1: That tells you something.
0: They got burned on yeah, that.
1: Yes, they did. Yes, this this idea that people... But actually, well, I'll finish and then I'll ask the question. This idea that people assimilate some of the charges against them, I think is true right now of both the right and the left. Before I analyze that, can I just ask, I'm not quite, maybe I didn't follow, how did the Jews do that with the blood libel? They They, didn't start repeating it. No,
0: no, no. What they did was they said, wow, they can all lie. Well that's So different. they were liberated from accepting the previous lies.
1: Yes. Well that's an important point, but that's different from what I understood the, the assimilation thing to mean. Like this this conservative clown who I met was literally becoming the lie. He was becoming the bigot, the the um person who condones the, autocracy the putin, defender. the putin defender that the left says that we are that's different from the jews liberating you're themselves are right you're from right it's lie. related but not the same it's, that's yes right. it's related yes. this guy what bothered me so much was he, there was something to him that was fun and ennobling and i think defiant about becoming the stereotype i can provide other examples both on the right and on the left i'll give you one on the right It goes without saying, I think the the people who are being politically – the January 6th people who are being politically persecuted, it is evil. It is awful. It is happening. I I totally recognize that. But there were a lot of people on January 6th, obviously, who behaved despicably. And you see videos of these people and they're wearing horns and they have like these, you know, red, white, and blue paint all over their body.
0: Yeah, but that was more – Oh, I see. I I know the point you're making and I don't want to upset. I just want to say that's more buffoonery than despicable.
1: Right. Fair. Yes, there were some there were some people who were despicable and there were some people who were truly buffoons. The the vast majority were buffoons and were just going, you know, running in, not not being insurrectionist, because an insurrectionist right. is something again,
0: someone... to clarify, the buffoons were buffoons. The vast majority were neither buffoons nor despicable. Okay, yes. go ahead.
1: Yes. So Anyway, the the p pe- I see these videos of people wearing the horns and just and I kind of got this idea and I'm sure I'll get some plaque on the mm-hmm. right for saying this, but I, you it doesn't you call matter. me
0: a goof, I'll show yes. you I'm a goof. It
1: was you think I'm a hick? Uh huh. I'll give you hick.
0: Yeah. You know I, I, that's an interesting it, point. It was
1: this like f you know. I
0: think you're right. Yes. I think there is. I, I think there is that element.
1: It was this way of saying f you, which I which I understand because because. I'm not saying I condone it, but I understand being so pushed to the limit wrongfully mm-hmm. that that your act of defiance is becoming the thing that you know. It's like it's like if let's say you have a really abusive stepfather, and the stepfather is saying you're you're a terrible kid, you're you're mean, you're spiteful, you're awful. That kid is going to want to become mean and spiteful and awful to stick it to the stepfather. Like you think I'm this person, I'm going to give it right back to you. Mm-hmm. And I think. Th- It's a different thing, but I see also people on the left kind of becoming the stereotype of the alleged um, insult that they perceive the right as levying against them. I'll give you I'll give you an example The the right embodies the stereotype of the of the of the. The, the bad charge that the left levies against them. The left becomes the stereotype of the fake bad charge, charge that the right levies against them. For instance, I noticed at Harvard, and again it's not PC, but whatever, that a lot of black students would kind of adopt this Ivy League take on hood culture. And I don't even think they would deny that, hearing me say that. And gay people in college, I would also see kind of Like they would come in looking one way and then they'd graduate with nose rings and dyed hair and wearing pride, you know, regalia, a lot of the places that they went. And it was just interesting because they have this idea that the left or that the right hates people who have purple hair, people who have nose rings. So they become the stereotype that they think the right has of them to stick it to the right. But the reason why I said it's wrong is because we don't care if someone has purple hair or a nose ring. We, at least I don't. I was saying it earlier that I. it is true that when I see that, I, th- I assume that person is on the left. But that doesn't mean I hate or revile or am disgusted by that person for having that. But do you see what I mean? There's this, on both sides, it's this weird, like, the other side thinks I'm this, so I'm going to become this to stick it to the other side.
0: It's a very interesting theory. And I, it's probably true about the, the people on the left you described.
1: But in one case, it's it's mostly wrong. In the other case, it's mostly right.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, too. By the way, back to your waiter, though, I may have a difference of opinion with you, mm-hmm. which people love. Okay. I think they get a kick out of it. And free- believe
1: it or not, we do have them on this show.
0: So you had a waiter, a male waiter, who was wearing a tutu, you said? Yes. And, and other overtly female... I mean, even females are not wearing tutus when they serve meals. Is that fair to say? Yes. Right. So you are right. I had this with my wife in uh, in Denmark last year when I spoke there it was a guy wearing a skirt a long skirt and the truth is totally sweet guy uh, it, it was obvious somewhat of a lost soul and so of course we treated him fine gave the same tip I would give anybody yeah but with the guy with the tutu I I I may or may not differ with you of course I I would never humiliate a person, but part of me does wish everybody who had, who interacted with him at their, at his table would say, you know, we have zero judgment on what people do privately, but once people do something publicly, the public has a right to react. And I think men should wear men's clothing and women should wear women's clothing because, first of all, I think it confuses children, and that matters to me. And secondly, I think that civilization does depend to a certain extent, but a significant extent, on affirming male-female difference. I have nothing against you personally, but I, I... I feel I would be dishonest if I did not register that sentiment. I wouldn't do that, but I'm not sure that I'm right in not doing that. Your take.
1: Mm. I'm inclined to agree. I think it's hard because...
0: Well, it's obvious why it's hard. You don't yes. want to confront people. and, and it, it, None of us are big fans of doing that. Right. Certainly not me. But I'm not sure that society is better for my timidity.
1: Right. It's hard. It's, I mean, to, to state the obvious, because... I don't think doing that would have the intended effect. I think it would only rile them no, up and make I, it worse. I, I
0: believe if everybody did that, if I did that or you did that and three others in the course of a month, it would have minimal effect or none. But if everybody did it, see, what, what these people are saying, these people meaning those who are overthrowing norms, mm-hmm. which they would acknowledge they're mm-hmm. overthrowing a norm they they're saying i can do whatever i want to upset the public but the public may not react that's the rule no that that is the rule i mean that's a given i i can do that it, it's it's like uh I, I mean what if it were allowed and i i would i would i would like to ask people and i have on the radio so what is your argument if you're not religious what is your argument against public nudity what what if my waiter wore nothing or only underpants right right what 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 would be wrong w- would i would i be allowed to say i wish you would get dressed is there anything and we're not short of obviously violence is there anything i am allowed to object to
1: and that's the important distinction. You you are allowed cuz I'm like you you say you hear left-wing voices in your head <laughs> with uh challenges to your argument. The left-wing voice I'm hearing in my head with what you just said is so what are we going to be like a different flavor of Iran where uh, Iran is forcing women to wear certain dress and you would force certain people to not wear certain dress? There's a difference between codifying something into law and then having social standards where you wouldn't criminalize or arrest someone for wearing a tutu in a restaurant but I think you should be allowed to say hey that's yeah, not but, great but for civilization they, they
0: believe you can force people to hire such a waiter so they, they believe in coercion of the state on dress mm-hmm. a, a, I remember when this came up 20 years ago where a, uh, a retail store did not want its uh, its one of its salesmen to walk around in, in women's clothing said it, w- it wouldn't be good for business are you allowed to say that no you're not allowed to say that right the public has no ab- ability to say anything at least anything against the 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 left
1: yes yes
0: we, but what really we... i would like an answer i i cuz i i use my show as you know my human experiment if a waiter wanted to walk around in underpants so you can't argue hygiene which is this the san francisco argument against public nudity right okay so it's the genitalia and buttocks are covered and that's it can you can you say something then without being considered a hater or can you fire the person my sister-in-law, when she was dating, uh, uh, went on a... W- went on some a singles app and the guy, one guy that she was beginning to correspond with sent her a photo of himself in a diaper. Now, this is... I, th- I think we would all acknowledge a bit pathetic or more than a bit. So... What if this guy wanted to be a waiter and wear a diaper while serving? I'm not being cute. Whenever people know. say that's ridiculous,
1: no, it's it not. comes
0: to fruition in a few years.
1: Well, exactly.
0: So what is the argument, A, against my saying something as as the customer at the table, B, the employer saying, I, I won't hire a man or a woman wearing a diaper?
1: I, I agree with you. I don't see any distinction. A lot of people would, would say that you're bigoted to even speak up if someone's wearing a diaper. Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. Mike also created the Giza Dream bed sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off of the Giza Dream Sheets, marking prices down as low as $29.98 depending on the size. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use the promo code HARTMAN. There you'll find not only this great offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0, mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-566-6745 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code HARTMAN. Of course you should be allowed to express your opinion. I mean, think about the counterpart. Let's say there was a waiter that was wearing a MAGA hat or T-shirt. I'm sure, first of all, I'm sure they'd be asked to take it off by the employer, but a waiter wearing Which, a tutu... by the way, I
0: would support. I don't want any waiter wearing any political message, even one I agree with.
1: Right. I agree. I agree with that. But the point is the double standard. The point right. is that... And people will go, well, wearing a tutu isn't a political message, but it is. It is. In in a right. way, yes. it's not entirely well, a political message. One is
0: that there's no such thing as female and male. Right. That's the biggest message. Right. Why do you associate tutu with female? I'm a male and I love it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. You, you, of course you should be allowed to, to speak up. Just as, All right. So should...
0: remember, I started by saying I might be differing with you because you okay. began with the statement you want to be respectful to everybody but so i think that I. is being respectful well, as, as long
1: as you say it respectfully oh, okay, you're allowed fine. to say whatever okay. the heck you all right want. so
0: you would include that within yes. the purview of respectful. i wouldn't
1: i wouldn't get mad at someone for saying that right just as i wouldn't get mad at a liberal for saying to a conservative waiter that's wearing a maga fact, hat really i would shouldn't... go further
0: if you were on a date with a guy who did say it you'd fall in love in in, in, in I would second. I
1: would certainly <laughs> respect him if he were not like the glib a-hole who I met yes, the other no, night who was yes. actually saying something that was founded in right reason and did it in a respectful way to someone yeah that guy the other night it was like when when he heard that my friend was from the Soviet Union it, he was ready to bite like he he wanted to say that to to just to piss her off, or to create trouble. I don't like people who just needlessly try to be provocative.
0: If he wasn't, whether he was doing it to be provocative or meant it, is equally bad. Yes. The first is staggeringly insensitive. The second is a broken moral compass. It's one thing to think we shouldn't be giving all this aid to Ukraine. Okay, It's an honorable argument, but... That Putin should win?
1: And that his, the, his victims deserved the torture? Oh, yeah. oh that
0: was amazing. That, that is uh, that, that is
1: so wrong.
0: Well, you know what this all proves? My very sober view of the human conscience. It's largely worthless. <laughs> Let's put it this way. We shape our conscience far more than our conscience shapes our behavior. That's what true. bad person is afflicted with a guilty conscience? It is so rare. Did Stalin sleep well? Did Hitler sleep well? Did Mao sleep well? Did all the, the people who did their policies execute their policies sleep well?
1: Your point that you bring up often on this show and in any public forum that you do is this nature question, because there are some people like Hitlers and Stalins and Maos who sleep so well at night, despite the fact that they are truly evil and killing people, torturing people. And then there are other people like me who don't sleep well at night. Because I'm replaying a conversation I had with someone and I'm afraid that something I said may have been a little bit rude.
0: That's a good point. It's It's so so weird. Yes. Well, it's very, it's very touching actually, because maybe I'm not such a good guy after all, because I do sleep well at night. I'm not as afflicted as you are. No,
1: but you, I think, I think (laughs) mine is irrational. I think I, I don't think it's that it, I know it, no, I'm a good person I, yes. but there's a there's there's a lot of irrationality sprinkled in. Yeah, but, but in there.
0: is it a moral issue your your or a female issue? Women review conversations I think and it keeps both. them up.
1: I think it's both. I think By women... the way,
0: that's my forgive me. I just got to say this. Go ahead. Uh if men really could become women and vice versa, do they also change their brain? Yes, you said this. Yes, right. And it's a do very important question. Things? Do they uh, start finding things? Yes, and that, that <laughs> start finding things, exactly. <laughs> On a more serious matter, but that is a fair question, uh, do they start reviewing conversations? Their brain, your brain doesn't change. And we know that there's a male brain and female brain. They're not the same brains. Just as the chromosomes and and, and the genitalia and the reproductive... System and the the chromosomes. the like the only the only the only enduring question right now is will the left suffer for the the staggering systemic child abuse that they are no, engaged yes. in? Yes,
1: and and that is the civil rights issue of our time. Just as people in the South during Jim Crow were being treated unfairly and exploited and maligned that's what's happening to children right now and the it's pro-slavery actually slavery
0: people argued believe it or not this was good for blacks Ugh. they've actually argued that for whatever bizarre reason i don't remember their reasoning but they argued that it, how is that different from this is good for teenagers to put them on hormone blockers and then cut their their penis off in the male case or the breasts off in the female case?
1: And obviously there are few things that are worse than slavery. But if you compare Jim Crow, which was my comparison a few moments ago, what I said is the civil rights issue of, of the past century to the civil rights issue, I believe, of this century, the the sanctioning of Uh, Children being allowed to cut their
0: self mutilate
1: self mutilate as awful as awful as Jim Crow was people it, it, it wasn't as life altering and as permanent as do as cutting off your breasts and mutilating your genitalia is. Because people in the Jim Crow South, and I'm certainly not trying to say that, you know, give a, give it a pass to it. It was ugly
0: in the extreme. It was disgusting. Of course right? it was ugly we, we, and disgusting. We, we, we in get, the... I know. But you, I know it's amazing that you have to say it for the I know, sake, but it's
1: like, it's, Because you know, nothing
0: if, could be worse.
1: Right. And and you have to c- clarify everything you say. It's it's exhausting and ridiculous. But, you know, people in the Jim Crow South could hypothetically go to the North or there are people who grew up in the Jim Crow South, and this was overturned, and and they could, you know, go to different, as I said, places in the country where maybe they wouldn't face this. If you get a, if you get your breast cut off, and you, like Chloe Cole, decide five years from now that that wasn't something that you wanted, you, that that's it. There is no seeking relief. There's no going back. It's permanent. And that, that's the part of this that is especially any kind of mistreatment and, and exploitation is wrong. But there's a really permanent nature to this, which is terrifying and I think kicks it up a notch in how evil it is.
0: The surgeons sleep well at night. The who? The surgeon who did that. Oh, I mean, isn't that astonishing? The
1: teachers who talk about this in schools. Well, and, and, the, and, the and some of the parents who.
0: Well, the parents, yes, some of the parents are just brainwashed uh, fools. The kid is cursed to have such parents. But a lot of them are frightened into it. So they'll say, if if your daughter says she's a boy, do you want a live boy or a dead girl?
1: I know, like that's the, those are the two options. So what
0: is the parent going to say?
1: I had a guest on on Timeless. Her name is, is Teresa May, and she wrote a book. I think it's called How to Unwoke Your Life or, or something. But there's a chapter in her book where she talks about toxic empathy. I thought that was a really great term, toxic empathy, where people in the name of being compassionate or empathetic are doing these truly toxic, evil, terrible things. And I know some parents – and some friends of people who are trans who engage in this toxic empathy because they, they really believe that it is the most compassionate thing to do to legitimize this gender dysphoria, especially when the person is young. We need to stigmatize toxic empathy. We need to understand that A virtue taken to the extreme undermines the virtue. That's one of the reasons why I love Machiavelli so much, which people on the left would probably go, of course, the bigot loves Niccolo Machiavelli. Machiavelli, I think, gets a bad rap. He's, in many cases, exhibits great judgment and intelligence. And one of the things he says is precisely that point, that a virtue taken to its extreme actually becomes the opposite of the virtue. If you want to be merciful, and you're merciful constantly, you allow for a lot of cruelty. That's what we're seeing in major cities. We have these woke, progressive, left-wing Democrats who are saying we shouldn't throw people in jail, we shouldn't police them, we shouldn't criminalize their drug use, and then it leads to this mayhem and destruction and death.
0: Jewish... Statement in the Talmud. There are two variants. One is, those who are kind when they should be cruel will be cruel when they should be kind. Mm, That's a good one. And those who treat the cruel mercifully will treat the merciful cruelly. It's exactly, exactly what happens.
1: When I get left-wing hate... Uh, Whether it's on social media, whether it's in my email, I think about how that person would treat a murderer. (laughs) And oftentimes, and I think I'm right.
0: Well, it depends the color uh, and the financial class.
1: That's, That's a very, very important point. Yes. So people are going to call me evil for being a conservative. And I've been called evil for my views. But I think if the same person were sitting in front of a, as you say, black or queer or immigrant, not a white murderer. You're right, but it literally someone who killed someone. I don't think that person would be uh, as quick to call the murderer evil. Vast number of
0: murderers in this country have gotten uh, less prison time than the Proud Boys.
1: Yeah, that's true. We, We
0: we live in a country of a of a Sovietized. Judiciary, judges doing what the reigning authorities want or the party wants, just like they did in the Soviet Union. I say this, and I could cry as I say it, but this it shows you there is nothing, there is no institution so beautiful, so noble, that humans can't screw it up. If humans could screw up the freest country ever made, what can't they screw up? That's why you know it's not surprising that people have screwed up beautiful religions you no know, the, the the bad Christians, the bad jews the the bad you know Catholics it, it's there is nothing beautiful humans cannot cannot destroy. In institutions need to be preserved or they they will crumble
1: that's what someone oh god what was his name I think it was john o sullivan or maybe there is a yeah john o. o sullivan yes the margaret thatcher's speech writer or right. assistant he said what you just said about conservatism but conservatism is preserving the best, right. conserving the best yes. institutions, art, music, culture, et cetera. And John O'Sullivan had this brilliant point where he said, if you are not actively, vigorously, constantly practicing conservatism, mm-hmm. you're drifting naturally to the left. Conservatism is something that is practiced. Leftism is whatever the feeling is at the time in the moment you just adopt it. You, you don't have to defend what's real. And what has been. And so it it totally makes sense that if you're not pursuing conservatism, just by default, you're going to be drifting. And that's part of the great issue because people don't see a need, not just with practicing conservatism, but practicing religion. That's your whole cut flower ethics point. I call it the photocopy syndrome, where if you take Mm -hmm. a first copy of the original document, it looks a lot like the original. But then you keep photocopying it and it gets... That's a good one. It gets... Nice. Dimmer and duller. We're we're in a very dim and dull stage of the photocopying. That's right. It's scary. I know I've said it on the show, and I'm really sorry to be pessimistic. It's scary as a 23-year-old looking ahead at my life and seeing how bleak things are now.
0: Well, you know my old question, who has it worse? Those of us who've seen America when it was great
1: I used to think it was people like you. I'm I'm starting to think sorry to sound oh, victimized oh, no. people like I, me.
0: I, I asked the question without an answer. I don't know for whom it's worse. Maybe there is no no worse. It's horrible for both. But but I I I look at your generation and I think wow they, they can't even say they knew America when it when it was free.
1: It's interesting because I I do remember Growing up, I, I and I'm so grateful to my parents for doing this on the Fourth of July. They would always take us to the parade and dress us up in American flag dresses. Really? Yes, yes, there were beautiful family photos, and we would be wearing red, white, and blue, waving the flag. It, it was it was really fun, and I, as a kid, remember the joy and the celebration of the 4th of July and the amount of people that would show up in my town to this parade. And I went to the, par- the same parade that I went to growing up. I went to it for the first time in like seven years because I was in college and then I was out of town a few 4th of July. So it was my first time going back there in, in quite a while. And the place was was so much emptier than how mm-hmm. I remember it. I acknowledge that when you're a kid, you think things are probably grander than they are. But but even so if you ask look at the photos, I actually well, they didn't come with me to the parade. I went alone. Oh, I see. But I went back and I looked at the photos. And judging by the photos, my perception as a kid was right. There were more people. And I and I asked uh, other adults who've been to that parade, and they said, yeah, it's definitely definitely gone down. But you know what? The, the one and only good thing. You know, everyone there is a conservative. (laughs) That's true. You know, you're just have all these kindred spirits around you.
0: I have a final uh, question for you. Yes. You're gonna love this. I now do something I should have done forty years ago. I take notes of awesome things that are sent to me, said said to me.
1: Oh, I know what you're going to say
0: about the the mother. Yes. I told it to you.
1: Yes, it's hilarious it's and hilarious. true. It's hilarious.
0: So there's bingo what? He just said bingo.
1: Yeah, we have Dennis and Julie bingo.
0: Oh, it's a bingo. No, no, I told it to her privately. I didn't tell it to her on the show because I just heard it last week. He should go to the punishment room. You know, But when, there's a lot
1: when, of bingos that were hit. I think we oh, okay. the mic was wait a minute, touched. Wait a minute.
0: Let everybody I'm to be punishment. More professional. That's what you're going to do, sir. I'm sorry, Sean. I won't say it hurt me more than it hurt you. That, that's the old parental line.
1: Where is this punishment room thing from? Oh by I did
0: Oh oh where where is it actually yeah, from? The the audio. The uh, uh uh the office, correct? Yeah, the office. It's a riot.
1: Can I say something that you may perceive as an insult? I don't mean it to be. You know what the office is?
0: Okay. So, A, you were 100% right. I do not perceive it as an insult. B, no, I it said it, you not, would.
1: You might perceive n- it no, as I an insult. No, I said I won't. I know, oh, but I then I'm not oh, right. Oh, you're
0: right. I'm sorry. You were, you were right in wor- being worried. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. I, I do not at all. <laughs> truth is truth. I don't know it because I've watched The Office. I just know it because I was curious. <laughs> I know I know vaguely what. what my, my son is a big fan of The Office, my older son. This woman comes over to me. She said, Dennis, I want you to know what I told my daughter when she went to college. And that is, I prefer you come home pregnant than <laughs> as a leftist. So I am going to do an hour of radio on that subject. Wow. Because I wonder uh, how people will react. So I am I'm have no doubt that the left will pick up on it and use that as another example of how awful I am that I support that woman's statement. But by the way, I wouldn't... Th- because they, they never think in terms of is it valid, is it true, what well, I think the same way, just... Can I score a point against the conservative?
1: And does it sound bad? Yeah,
0: does, that's very good. Does it sound bad? But uh, would they would not say, I'd rather my daughter come home pregnant than a Trump supporter?
1: Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yes, I mean, who are they, they fooling? They would say, I'd rather my my daughter come home leftist than pregnant. So why aren't we allowed to say we'd rather our daughter come home pregnant than leftist?
0: Right, yes. Well, no, no, no. Well, of course they rather their daughter come right. home leftist than pregnant. That 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 that's not here or there.
1: Right, but no, I no can no they rather
0: their, their daughter come home pregnant than a than a MAGA supporter. That's my point. They have the exact same mirror image.
1: Right. Yeah, we're saying we're we're saying the same okay, thing. Okay, fine.
0: Yeah. So it, it's it, values are everything. That that was my argument for adoption. I'm not interested in in. In well, what's the word? Passing on my seed. I'm in, interested in passing on my values. I, You know, I'm in a rare position. Most people, of course, don't have a, an adopted child to begin with. But I'm in an even rarer group among those who have adopted children in that I have a biological one as well. And so I often say to people, do you think I look at my blood son and go, wow. That's my blood.
1: That's well, as you say, blood schmud.
0: Blood schmud. It's all values. Your your child, in effect, while they have remained legally, and bio, and or biologically, your child. If they reject your values, you have lost your child. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very, very sad thing for me to say, because so many good people have that issue with their child, but they know what I say is true, and that's why they're in such pain. Values are everything. That's been my life. That's that's been, that's what's animated me.
1: And at times, it's lonely.
0: Yeah. Well, I have not felt that. I have No, I take it back. I think I told you privately. I haven't said this on the air. One of the only times in my life I felt alone was one night when I was at Columbia University. And and I I was I was across the street uh, at a at a uh in a re- little restaurant, and I looked around and I realized I don't share a value with one person in this restaurant. And it, it, it really, uh, I felt wow. That that I didn't so much feel lonely because I had friends, but alone, yes.
1: You can feel alone in a crowded. Oh, that's when you, that's
0: when you feel most alone. Yes. That's exactly right. Is that a happy note to end?
1: Well, it's a re- it's a realistic note. Yeah. So, Dennis, you have an Instagram.
0: I certainly do.
1: Good, and it's at the Dennis Prager because you are the Dennis Prager, and I am not worthy of being a the yet. Also, <laughs> my name was available on Instagram. That's why they put the in front of Dennis Prager because Dennis Prager was taken. Maybe yeah. maybe it was one of the ones I emailed. Three years ago.
0: And got no response to.
1: Well, I got one response from a Dennis Prager in all caps. I am not Dennis. The Dennis Prager you're looking for. Oh, yeah. I
0: always forget that. That poor guy. That
1: poor guy. Imagine being named Ben Shapiro. Yes. Or Jordan or Candace Owens. Oh my gosh, wow. You can reach me at julie at julie hartman.com. I love hearing from you. And if only you knew how painful it is that I can't respond to every single note, but I read them and appreciate them so much. And you can also follow me at julie r hartman on Instagram and Twitter. Dennis and Julie is every Monday on this channel, one o'clock Pacific, four o'clock Eastern. Thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you.
1: And shalom.